BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to talk about Match Dating App. I'm thinking 2023 might be the year of dating for me. I love being single. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of fun, but I'm definitely getting to the point where I'm open to dating. And what I love so much about Match is that I feel a lot more confident about Match and really just finding a good suitor for me, if you will. I feel more confident with the selection and what's on there. I feel like people who are maybe a little more serious about relationships or dating will be on match. And you know what? Maybe we'll find my match. I feel like we all know someone who has met their person on match. I actually know quite a few married couples. They've made it, okay? Who met their person on match. Match believes the most important relationship is with yourself. So in a world where you can choose to do anything or anyone, choose you first. Because dating someone who knows what they want and won't settle for less That is hot. We love that, guys. And Match's latest study of over 5,000 U.S. singles says there's a new triple threat on the dating horizon. Therapy, self-care, and emotional maturity. Wow. Sounds beautiful, okay? 87% of singles say it's very important for their partner to prioritize their mental health, and 81% report they engage in self-care at least monthly. Two-thirds of singles want to better their mental health, including 71% of Gen Z and 75% of millennials. Two-thirds of singles are open to therapy, including 73% of young singles. If you do you, you already know the best relationships show up when you show up for yourself first. There has never been a better time to try a match. Download the Match app today. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. I tell them I'm not like the rest of Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kinsey Elizabeth, and I hope you guys are having a fabulous, actually, a fabulous Thanksgiving. Today is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone who celebrates. I hope you guys are listening to this as you're cooking in true breadwinning housewife fashion or going on your morning walk or honestly hungover like I will probably be or the complete opposite. Maybe you are a turkey trot girl and I'm actually willing to bet as much as I'm like there's not a single person who's a turkey trot person that listens to this podcast. No, that actually very much so aligns. It honestly, as much as I hate to say it, I have been a turkey trot shamer in the past. And what's crazy about that is that I don't think it would be that shocking if I was a turkey trot person, even though I don't fully align with that. 
I'm not a runner. I'm actually in the process of becoming a runner again for the 15th time. And listen, I'm not meaning to shame any of you guys who are turkey trot runners. Honestly, I think it's just jealousy. And I really do commend you. I think that's amazing. So while you guys are finishing your 5K this morning morning, and, you know, just feeling on top of the world, uh, just know that you're probably in a better headspace than me because I am most likely waking up on Thanksgiving morning hungover. And maybe I'll be trying something different. But that's just not really my journey. That's not really where I'm at these days. So maybe if you give me a couple years, I will be joining you on, on the, what is it, the track? on the route because you're not on a truck. You know, that's just how much I know about turkey trots, okay? Obviously, this is a big shopping week. We have the holidays among us. I'm so happy. So for the Breadwinning Housewife home collection, by the way, thank you guys to everyone who has supported. We are doing sales. All of that will be on our Instagram. And then for the Okine, which is my clothing brand, if y'all have ever wanted to buy something, we've got our sets. We've got our scarves. We've got our beanies. We've got our tote bags, which are literally the best tote bags in the entire world. And now is your time to buy it. Buy it for a friend as a gift. Buy it for yourself. That goes for Breadwinning Housewife as well. Everything is discounted. So everything, all the information will be on our Instagrams and on my Instagram. I know the sets are 30% off at least. And then the scarves, beanies, and totes are 10% off, which is the most they'll ever go. So be sure to go shopping, take yourself shopping, and then also buy some gifts. I'm telling you, these are the best gifts ever. Love you guys so much, but it really now is the best time of the year to shop from both collections. So be sure to check it out. Anyways, today's episode, we have Danny Taylor on the podcast. I found Danny through her music somehow, and I was obsessed. Jim Jacker Jose is one of my favorite songs ever. Her music feels like early 2000s, like female empowerment country. And that is what I need, like a Carrie Underwood moment, you know, like that. That we're too far away from that, okay? And Danny is bringing it back in her own way. And it is so incredible. She's so good. We're talking about dating. We're talking about crazy boy stories. We're talking about why you cannot trust men whose names start with J. We've all had an experience with a man who starts with J. And let me tell you, I've not had a good, it's, it's not been anywhere near a positive experience. Anyways, y'all are going to love her. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode and let's get into it. Okay, so something that we've already bonded over. Mm-hmm. Is that we cannot trust men with J names. No, no. I'm really glad that you... John over here. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, by the way. We can trust John. We can trust John, <laughs> but we can't trust men with J names. Mm-mm. When did this thought come about for you? Because I feel like this is a universal thing that needs to be brought oh, yeah. to the masses. It actually started with a Pinterest quote. I saw one that said, you know, you can only trust guys named Jim, Jack, or Jose. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then there was like a full on trend going on on TikTok that I noticed. Everyone's like, don't trust guys with J names. I'm like, how many? And I like thought that back on it. I was like, how many guys have I dated with J names? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> the worst guys that I've dated had J names. Yeah. No, they, they're horrible. They are actually horrible. <laughs> yeah. So when I heard that song, I was thinking back on the drive here because we just got brunch together background, mm-hmm. guys. So I was thinking back on the drive here, like how I found you. And it had to have been that song on TikTok. Yeah. And I sent it to my best friend, Dom, and I sent her a bitch earlier today. I had to show you the text. And she was like, I mean, this girl is preaching. Like, she, <laughs> she, like, she knows what she's saying. I'm like, it really is. It's a very universal truth that I feel yeah. like needs to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's facts. That's what it is. It is facts. <laughs> what is the craziest thing a guy has ever made you do? Well, 
I mean, you can refer back to my music. <laughs> Write a letter to the IRS. Yeah, let's 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 dive into this one. Yeah, and that's funny because that whole song it only mentions me doing that once. I have a song called "Letters to the IRS," <laughs> not released yet, but soon. And I realize realize I go a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. When, you know, men gaslight or manipulate me and I've done some crazy things, but it's really not that crazy. I don't know. I feel like I have to get even like if you give me bad energy, like I'm going to give it back to you. It's not me creating mm-hmm. new energy. You're matching their energy. Yeah. Is what you're doing. Not even matching. It's like, oh, you give me all this bad energy. Like I'm going to just bundle it back up and throw it back in a different way. And in this case, it was a letter to the IRS. Yes. <laughs> Did anything ever come of that? I don't know. Did they get back to you? What happens uh, when you? No. How, by the way, how do you even write a letter okay, to the IRS? So the only reason why I knew the only way the IRS actually responds to people is by letters. They don't do it by phone. I don't even think you can. I think you can call the IRS, but apparently they'll only check into people's backgrounds if a letter is written and sent to them. And I learned that from my mom because she's a financial advisor. Oh, genius! <laughs> yeah. See, I, one time, the IRS, the IRS will also lie to you. Something they don't tell you. I got an, a letter from them like a year and a half ago telling me that I owed them. Like, hmm. I think it was like $38,000 or something. Whoa. I didn't owe them that. It wasn't. No. It was. But imagine getting that letter. And it was really from the IRS. And opening it. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to die. I literally <laughs> want to die. It was something about how it was filed in California. It, okay. it, it was, like, confusing. But it ended up being fine. I, I didn't yeah. owe them $38,000, and I paid my taxes for the record. But, yeah, that's my experience. So, like, you can call the IRS. <laughs> I do know that because I had to. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to know. I, I never <laughs> knew what happened to that ex, and I don't care. But Look, um, what if you see his, like, mugshot or something? What if that just, like, pops up one day? Do they send people to jail for not paying their taxes? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you serve severe time. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Right? Yeah, they serve. Okay. Yeah. They definitely do. And you, I mean, you can owe them, like, millions and millions and millions to where yeah. they, like, repossess Well, that's, everything. like, money laundering, and right? Or in other, yeah, but those, you, go like, to, you go to jail for that. You serve time. I mean, Jeez. granted, they probably don't all serve time and they yeah. serve it like how Jeffrey Epstein like, did. Yeah, but I feel like the people that actually go to jail for that are usually like it's a lot of money. Yeah, but still. Not I mean, 38 grand. It'd be like millions. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I wasn't going to go to jail. And for a second. <laughs> Good. <laughs> for a second, I was concerned. I was like, am, I called my dad and I was like, am I going to be arrested if I leave my house today? <laughs> but seeing as how I didn't actually evade my taxes, I was fine. But your ex might go. You never know. I kind of look back on some of his profiles. I Now he's safe where he's at right now. He seems to be good. I yeah, mean, okay. he's great. Well, you never know. So anyway, something interesting that I learned recently about Danny, and by recently I mean today, is that your family is not from Salem, but like started Salem. Yeah. Right? My 10th great grandfather, his name's Roger Conant. He founded Salem, Massachusetts. That is so yeah. crazy. And his statue is actually right in front of the Witch Museum. I have to go. I need to go. I was supposed to go, but I'm going to do it next year. Do a whole Halloween trip to Salem. Uh-huh. And I want a photo in front of my granddaddy statue. Yeah, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Heartwarming. It's so heartwarming. And then like, I know there's even, I'm such a history nerd, but there's also a house. So my 10th great grandfather had like nine kids, you know, typical back in the day. Yeah. And I think I'm related through Lot. That's like my ninth great grandfather, but exercises house. <laughs> He had a kid named Exercise, and his house actually still stands in Salem, and it's like a historical home, and I really want to go, like, look at it. How does that, like, 
how did that impact your childhood? Like, when, did you know when you're like in the middle of like watching Halloween movies growing up? Like, when did you find this out? Gosh, I don't know. I think it's like my grandma told me. I didn't really know until I was like older. My mom did like the whole genealogy thing. She like traced us back to at least my mom's side of the family all the way back to like the 1300s or something wild like that. Wow. Yeah. It's a big family tree. It's like 20,000 people. You've really got to go. Like you need to not even be here. You need to be in Salem <laughs> I know. right I need now. To be in Salem right now. <laughs> That's actually so interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like it's like that impacts like your spiritual side? Well, I do know that Roger Conant left Salem by the time the witch trials started. But if you trace it back even farther through that lineage, I'm related to the White Queen of England. She's my 16th great aunt and my 17th great grandmother, her mom. She went to the Tower of London. Both of them were accused of being witches. Like the Queen of England was literally accused of being a witch. I wish I could show you a picture of her. Because I used to joke around and be like, I'm her reincarnation. <laughs> but Things that you say on a first date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't mess with me. <laughs> but I know there's an entire stars series and a book, a whole book trilogy, I think, called The White Queen. And that's my 16th grade aunt. And yeah, that's that's my. <laughs> Do you have any witches in your family? No, but if I were you, I would like literally think I was a shit. I would be like, oh my God, Halloween I did. Time. I, was, I thought it was so cool. No, seriously, <laughs> I would tell every kid on that playground that like that's my family. Like any any t- Halloween town, Hocus mm-hmm. Pocus, mm-hmm. all of that. I'd be like, yeah, like, I guess I didn't okay. figure this out until, or I wasn't, I didn't realize it until like high school, I think. So yeah. Wasted opportunity. I know. Really, I know. truly. I really. would have had such a big head. Yeah. Well, I, really I do have. now kind of about it. I did like a few years ago. Well, you want to like, make up for really, lost time. Yeah. I got really into it. <laughs> I would too. We are back today talking about Ritual. Ritual is a company that I believe in and I feel so confident using and promoting. Ritual Symbiotic Plus contains two of the world's most studied strains with over 350 publications of human clinical trials. Does your probiotic contain clinically studied strains? Meet one that does. Again, I love Ritual because I trust them. It's so easy to add into my routine. And I just love the actual research that is backing this company. They're science-backed and research-stacked, especially when stacked up against the leading direct-to-consumer and top-selling probiotics on the market. It is more than a probiotic. It's three-in-one with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. It has a single-nested minty capsule, one daily capsule for a simple, streamlined gut support. What I also love, besides just like the minty taste, is that there is no refrigeration needed. It's designed with moisture-controlled bottle technology to protect probiotic strains. So I have it just in my cabinet, like my go-to cabinet that I'm always opening. It's also designed to thrive, delayed release capsule designed to help reach the colon, not the stomach, an ideal place for probiotics to survive and grow. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. There's no more shame in your gut game. That is why Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash I love you to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworkers promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated and there are so many hush-hush topics we're told we can't talk about. 
That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. There are a few things in life that I am more passionate about than therapy, specifically BetterHelp. Not only do I share this with y'all weekly, but I actually give out this code to friends in my personal life, like not in a pushy or annoying way, but when they're looking for therapists, I always lead them to BetterHelp and I obviously give them my code. So stay tuned for the code because I'll be helping y'all out. I wish life came with a user manual for breakups, for transitions, for moving to a new city, for anxiety, for depression. I really wish that it it did, okay? Unfortunately, as we know, life does not come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's just a career change, a new relationship, or even becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. I have been in and out of therapy since I was in the fifth grade, whether it be navigating my parents' divorce, dealing with trauma, navigating my 20s, breakups, anxiety. I mean, so many things. I've pretty much gone to therapy for it all at this point. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed embedded therapists available 100% online. Plus, it is affordable. So just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. That is betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about dating. Hmm. (laughs) Yes. Our favorite topic. Yeah. How do you feel dating currently in Nashville, even like specifically in the career path that you're in? It's trash. <laughs> like we're swimming yeah. around in a trash bin. Isn't the ratio of girls to guys in Nashville already insane? You can kind of see that. And also Nashville is, you know, bachelorette central. Yes. I think it's the number one city for bachelorette parties to come to. So there's already going to be far more women than men. And, and girls who are only here for the weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, I almost moved to Alaska and they have a really big difference, but it's the opposite. So I got to see like the difference in dating scene and how men treat women. Yeah. thought so, about that. Uh-huh, there's far more men in Alaska. Than and are women. they way nicer? Way nicer. Yeah, because they have they, to be. They also have a horrible, behavior. horrible saying in Alaska where it's like, it's not who is she dating? It's when's it my turn? I'm not kidding. That's a, a thing I heard a lot. Well, in Alaska. Yeah. But Nashville is like the complete opposite. And the men are just like, they're not very nice. And they have eyes for every bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, has there been one guy that you think has been like a really good guy and it just didn't work out? Or is everyone just not the vibe that you have dated? (sighs) I think people can change. But my problem is that I see the potential in men. Oh, yeah, you're ready to the choir. I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see the, their potential. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I know what they can be. and But right now they're toxic. And, you know, maybe one day they'll change down the line. But it's going to take a very traumatic thing for that to happen to them. You know what's really interesting? And I think about this probably at least once a month. Some of the, like, the two of the biggest cliches are 
people never change and then people change. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what is the truth? You know? That's so, I feel like people can change, but really though, like you're always deep down going to be who you are, I feel. Yeah. Like I feel like you can, I don't know, whatever you're trying to change about yourself, but like I feel like when it really comes down to it, like you can't really, really change. Very rarely. Like there's plenty of examples out there of people like changing and becoming completely different, but it takes time, a lot of time. What I have landed on is I think that people can change, but they only will change for themselves. Yeah. If someone actually makes a change in their life, then they are doing it for themselves mm -hmm. and not for a relationship yeah. or a career or whatever it is. Like you have yeah. to make that decision yourself. Yeah. And I also think a lot of like fatal flaws in people for the most part are like learned behaviors or mm -hmm. coping skills of yeah. other things that they've gone through. So it's not an easy fix because a lot of the time it takes a long time to unlearn things and then to also figure out. It takes a long time for someone to be aware of it. First. Yes. And that's the other thing we were talking about earlier is that one, self-awareness is so hard to find. Yeah. And then also finding people who are willing to take accountability. Like none of mm -hmm. us want to take accountability oh, for this, our wrongs. Oh, this last guy I dated. I'm not kidding. In in the text that he sent me, the, you know, the yeah. goodbye bitch text, he said that, oh, yeah, I could have tried harder. Yeah, I could have communicated better. Yeah, but I'm not going to take accountability for 95% of this, blah, blah, blah. That's on you. I'm like, well, you know what? If you actually took accountability for the 5% and did those things, the other 95% never would have happened. Yeah. Never would have happened. I never would have, like... Also, there's no accountability when you're only taking accountability for 5%. I know, I know. <laughs> like, that is actually oh, okay. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Just blame me, you know. No, that is wild. Mm -hmm. What are some classic red flags that you like to ignore? Ooh, ones I like to ignore? Just like some of your faves. I try not to ignore them. It's kind of like an energy thing, but I think following women consistently... Because, yeah, I'm going to check your follower account. <laughs> I'm going to check who you're following. Like, yeah. if you're seeing me, I want to know who else you're seeing and who else you're interested in. I'm just curious. No, that's and normal. And if all you're following are women, that's a red flag. And I have ignored that. But, like, I'm at a point where I, I'm going to stop ignoring that because that is a telltale sign. That, to me, too, is so unattractive. Yeah. And you know what's even more unattractive and more embarrassing? Mm. When they're following all of these girls on Instagram and not one girl is following them back. No, 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 no. At that point, I'm embarrassed that I'm even communicating with you. Yeah. Like, not even you are embarrassed. <laughs> I am embarrassed You want to know you. what's really embarrassing? When they're following your friends and also match with your friends on, on Hinge. Nothing makes me want to die more than that. Yeah. Or, like, someone like they've dm them in the past and then you oh, go yeah. and it sees like message but there's no message there like mm -hmm. when you follow someone that is humiliating yeah 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 i'm not into that at all mm -mm. i think for me i did go through a little bit of a phase of ignoring and this is younger me this is not mm -hmm. me anywhere this is not who i am yes. these days but i like weirdly went through this phase dating guys who just like literally didn't have jobs Oh my God. Isn't that why? crazy? No, because <laughs> because they didn't straight up just not have a job. They were like always employed until I started like, and then they were like switching jobs as I started dating them. And they just like never got a job. I know. That's some and weird then, bad luck. I know. And then I like made a joke about it somewhere because I was like, this is, no, but also it's like, why the fuck am I dating someone without a job? Yeah, like that's yeah. on me. 
But then I like made a joke about it. And then I guess it turns out that one of my other ex-boyfriends didn't have a job then. And it was had nothing to do with him. I actually mm-hmm. liked this one. And I was like, this is actually like embarrassing. Like there mm. needs to be something. But I think it largely was the the space that I'm in, which is a very long story. But yeah, that was really bad. That it wasn't that crazy. Yeah. He had a job before it in my defense. Okay. But not now. My God. This was years ago. I know. <laughs> I know. It's really I'm bad. sorry. Wait, what? I'm like surprised. He, I- like he in this specific case, we had been friends forever and he'd always always had a job. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even like a, a possibility of not. But I look back at it now and I'm like, there's so many things. Another thing that I have a problem with dating or that I did have a problem with dating is that I would become really good friends with some guy. And as time went on and we just got closer and closer, I was more emotionally invested and attached and inevitably feelings developed. Yeah. And in my right sober mind away from them in the way that we shouldn't have been that close, I would have never dated them. But I was putting myself in a position where like feelings were going to develop Mm -hmm. and then they did. And I was like too far in. That makes sense. You know what's the worst thing is like you don't like a guy. Yeah. And then... I don't know. There's something about like sleeping with some. It's like it's what scientific for mm-hmm. oxytocin is released and then you you become attached to them. That's and, a problem of mine. But and like, it's like the opposite for guys. Yeah. Complete opposite. Yeah. But that is something that that I also would ignore. It's like I don't even like this guy. And then I slept with him and now I like him. Yeah. Like what is wrong with me? <laughs> or when you don't like a guy and then they... And they like you the whole time. And then the second that you actually start having feelings for them, oh, yeah. they flip. And then add that with the sleeping together thing. It just really is like, mm, mm. Yeah, it's that's like, a no. It's not fun. That's what I just went through. So it's tough. Yeah, it's very. And then you think back to yourself. And you're like, I literally was like repulsed by you at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy how that happens. Yeah. I guess the lesson is to just only sleep with guys that you like. <laughs> I guess. And even then you're going to go I'm going to say I'm on the celibate train. Like yeah. I love this whole celibacy movement that's going on right now with women. Have you seen it on TikTok? Yeah. yeah that's all that pops yeah. up. It's because TikTok is like, this is what you should do. TikTok knows you better than you know you. You yes. know? And TikTok is like, it's almost like a personalized therapist. It always yeah. gives you that video that you're like, oh, okay. Okay. That made me feel a lot better. I love TikTok. I don't care that it steals all my information and knows me inside totally out. I'm um, totally fine given that because yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's completely changed my life in all sorts of ways. And Absolutely. It's shown me other like people on there that, I don't know, just give really great advice. One thing I have noticed lately is or something that has been a subject all over TikTok along with the celibacy thing is women being in their masculine energy. I don't know if you've Expand really... on this. Yeah. So I wish I could tell you who it was that I follow that talks about this because she goes really in depth on it. And a lot of women are in their masculine energy and chase men. That's one of the issues with like dating in society right now, just in general. And she kind of like teaches women to be in their feminine. And it's so true because masculine is action. Masculine is being vocal, but feminine energy is silence and it's it's so much more powerful and have you ever noticed if you ignore a man absolutely they will be at your beck and call they're obsessed with you Mm -hmm. yeah so but it's kind of hard trying to it's just frustrating because you know 
you don't like a guy, they're chasing you, but as soon as you like them, you make that switch into the masculine. So how do you stay in that feminine energy? And it's like trying, that's what I'm trying to learn right now is like yeah. stay in your feminine. It's very hard. And how do you do that though, in all seriousness, without like playing too many games or being actually like starting like an unhealthy relationship, you know? Okay, this woman on TikTok, she says, you don't need to play the games. You don't need to stop being so invested in him. You just, when he doesn't respond the way he has to respond or respect you, you don't get angry, get bored. Yeah, that's good. Like this guy, okay, you want to know, we were supposed to go on a date. Where did that accent come out of? (laughs) (laughs) Random country accent. Okay, we're supposed to go on a date. And I asked him at 3 p.m., I'm like, so what are the plans? And he's like, you know what? Like, I think I just want to stay in, like want to come over and we can watch, eat cookies and watch a UFC game. And oh yeah, so romantic. That's exactly what I wanted to do. (laughs) I was like, no, I'm good. And I actually realized I didn't respond the right way. I should have just said, no, that sounds boring. Yeah. That's how you need to respond next time a man does that to you or says or does anything. He know they know. Yeah. They know what's right and what's wrong. And if they really wanted you and like respected you, they would change their attitude real quick. I feel like you're weeding out the wrong guys too by doing things like that. And and you can train the bad ones, too. Yeah. That's if actually all, true. If you can train them, it's yeah. psychology. No, my friend, my friend Peyton, actually, is the one who, like, has gone through this whole thing with me. And she's like, there, you can do this at a certain point. Mm-hmm. You just have to find, like, a good yeah. guy, which is, like, the difficult part because they're yeah. all pagan. Oh, yeah. Like, I know so many really great guys, but, like, mm-hmm. none of them are single. They're all married or they're gay. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> But I don't want to get into that like kind of negative mindset. Another TikTok thing that for mental health that I've been seeing a lot lately is just trusting the universe. And, you know, if you believe in good things happening and if you believe that they're you got to stop thinking in like this negative scarcity mindset because that will actually attract more bad men into your life. So you think there are lots of great men out there. Mm hmm. And they're coming my way. And there are men that will respect me. There are men respect me. I love men and men love me. You have yeah. to basically like trick your mind, reverse psychology yourself. And then you'll start attracting all the good things, all the good guys. Another thing, too, is that I at this point would rather be single forever than settle. So I know for a fact that I will meet someone that's great. Like I will end up with someone that's great because if I don't and I have made so many mistakes and I will make so many more mistakes but if I don't end up with someone who's like really really worth it I will I am so fine being alone like, I don't I think really you're am. I don't think you're gonna end up alone no and I don't think so <laughs> either but I'm saying that like I would rather be alone yeah. than settle so there's two options and I obviously will end up with someone like yeah. I don't actually think that I won't yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm not I'm not doing that again I think too when you're like a driven female who has like some sort of success or Mm -hmm. has some sort of like independence, whether it's like financial or emotionally or whatever it is. And you are a strong, driven female. Or if you're in the public eye, that's also. Especially in the public eye, that's another Mm -hmm. layer. It's weird when you're dating someone and you have to date a guy who is very secure. Yeah. In whatever way. But I was saying this earlier to you. It's like the reason that the last people I've dated, the what they liked so much about me at the beginning is what ended up making them resent me at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's not like 
my job to make myself smaller to fit into that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And if we're just not the right match, that's fine. Like yeah. not all of them. I've actually dated some really great guys. Yeah. We're just not right for each other. Mm-hmm. But it is difficult finding a secure man, which honestly, like at the same time, guys, like society tells the man that they have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, there's added layers to the issue, but it is really difficult. And I can't even imagine being a female country singer, how hard that is. Just having, I don't know, I feel like with social media too, because, you know, I have, like I told you before, I put out kind of like an outward persona, but that's not who I am. And what do you think the differences are? It's more like extroverted, more outspoken version of me. Like personally, I'm quite introverted. Kind of depends on the day. It depends on the person. Mm-hmm. But that's the issue is they'll see my music and they'll be like, oh, I have a song called Bitch. <laughs> I have songs, like man hater songs. Songs, oh my gosh. It's And I don't want them to think like I hate all men. And that's, I don't know. It's just something I I would prefer like the next person I date to just not have social media or at least just not be on it. That is the most attractive quality in someone. Oh, yeah. It really is. That is that is the biggest green flag. Yeah. And I hope to find. uh, No, not hope. I will find that man one day. Yeah. It's on the non-negotiable list for sure. How many points do you have on your non-negotiable list? How many? Like 173. It's probably like 50 or 70. Like I was very detailed. What about you? I don't think I have that many. I just made a new one. Okay. But this is the issue with me is that I feel like sometimes I get, I have some patterns in my life where sometimes I get too tunnel visioned on certain things and I miss what I was supposed to get out of that. Okay. Or you get it. Like I, I get too tunnel visioned. And so I think that I know what I want but then it's like, I'm also, I'm 25. I don't know what I want. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. young. Like, I feel like you don't ever really, really know. You're just always guessing, yeah. you know? So I have my non-negotiable list and it probably has like 30 or 40, I would say. It's mm-hmm. it's higher up mine, there. Mine has changed over the yeah. last like few years. So. Okay, so that, it's okay to change it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wrote, I have, there's like this email. You can send a future email. I don't know if you've ever Oh, done yeah, that. I've heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. I have like future emails I'll write to myself. And like Aww. asking my future self, like, oh, did you end up with a guy like this? And I'm like, I can't remember what I wrote, but I'm pretty sure they've kind of changed a little bit. But it, it just changes with experience and, you know, dating more. Yeah. Now, back on to some Black Friday talk. I know we are really, truly in the midst of Black Friday season. And I've got to be honest, I really love that a lot of it has been extended. I like a week of Black Friday. I don't want to be like stressed out, you know? So from now until Friday, November 26, Macy's online Black Friday event is saving you big on the essentials and gifts you've been waiting to snatch up all year. From appliances, hello, that stand mixer, and cookware to bedding and self-care staples, you'll find great prices for picks you need in every room. Plus, shop specials on the latest clothing trends, designer handbags, jewelry, and your fave beauty brands. And chip away at your gift list with big savings on gifts like watches and wireless headphones. That is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to go crazy on Macy's Black Friday for all of the gifts that I'm giving for like literally to everyone in my life because Macy's has, I'm not joking, everything that I am buying for anyone that I know. And I'm, I am like a self-proclaimed gift expert, if you will. Like that is honestly my biggest strength. And Macy's is my go-to. Don't forget the super fun toys, cozy winter gear, and more unique finds that the kids in your life will be excited to get. 
So check out Macy's.com before November 26th. Again, that is Macy's.com. All right, y'all, we have got to talk Spritz Society. If you are living under a rock, maybe you don't know what it is. So I'll give you some background, but I find it hard to believe, okay? Spritz was founded by social media icons Claudia and Jackie Oshry, co-host of The Morning Toast at Girl With No Job and Jackie Oshry, and Ben Soffer, aka Boy With No Job. Spritz Society was created because life's too short for drinks you don't love. The brand was built by their community. Thousands of people were surveyed on what they wanted from their perfect beverage. Flavors, packaging, and more. That original group was known as the Spritz Society, which is how the brand got its name. Margot and I were in my kitchen this weekend, and we were in between the live show and going out. So we went like a little drink in between. Of course, I grabbed for the Spritz. My cousins were over here, and we were like, no, you have to drink this. It's the best drink you'll ever have. And every person who tried it at my house loved it, okay? You have to just trust me. It is so good. Spritz is a canned sparkling cocktail that not only tastes amazing, but you can feel really good about drinking it. They're low calorie, low sugar, and full of flavor. Spritz Society takes all natural recognizable ingredients and packs them into convenient sparkling canned cocktails that you can take anywhere. They're low calorie, low sugar drinks with 6% ABV that are guaranteed delicious. They come in five iconic flavors to choose from, grapefruit, blood orange, peach, pineapple, and lemon, so you really can't go wrong. Personally, my go-to is peach, but I also love the variety pack for when I'm hosting. Especially at this time of year, I think you really need to go with the variety pack. And thanks to our friends at Spritz Society, you can try their iconic sparkling cocktails for 10% off by using code ILOVEYOU on SpritzSociety.com. That is code ILOVEYOU for 10% off on Spritz Society. That's S-P-R-I-T-Z Society.com. One of my friends described her boyfriend as aloof. And I was like, that's actually a really good quality as a guy because not aloof in the sense towards her. Okay. But I was like worried no, for a not, second. Not towards her, but like <laughs> in like in life almost socially. So it's not, she's like, there's not even, she's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's not even like, nothing is ever even a question to me. Okay. Because he's so, uh, to everything else, not towards her. He's like, yeah. towards her. Okay, cool. But I was like, that's Just actually a sure. really good, good idea. It's a good quality. Yeah. You know, I've never even thought about that. You know, another red flag that I love to ignore is oh, that I just typically love these people. So the thing about me is that I'm actually an introvert. And I because I know this because I have to recharge by myself. Like, Do you know your MBTI type? What is that? Is that Myers-Briggs personality Oh, type? yeah. I'm ENFJ. Okay. I'm INFJ. Okay. So very <laughs> similar. Really similar. <laughs> but what's weird is that I actually don't think I'm an ENFJ. Like, I test for that, but I actually think I'm an introvert. Like, okay. I, I think over the years, I think when I was younger, I was an extrovert. So I need to retest. I would be INFJ. Like, okay. But I'm very outgoing. And yeah. so people think naturally people put being an extrovert and outgoing together and you mm-hmm. can be outgoing with either or personality yeah. type, which is about how you recharge. So I'm definitely an INFJ now, but I wasn't an ENFJ at some well, point. you can be like, you know, they say out of the 16 types, there's eight introverts, eight extroverts, and you can be a fairly introverted ENFJ or you could be a fairly extroverted INFJ it can like change because I used to be super extroverted as a teenager. Yeah. But like your base personality like doesn't really change. But I've met quite a few ENFJs and some were far more extroverted than other ones and some were like way more introverted. But I feel feel like it's more of like the cycles of life too. Like you go through things and you become more introverted or extroverted depending on what's going on. Like I used to have major 
social anxiety to the point where I was like a hermit in college. Like, how did you, how do you feel like you grew out of that if you did? So I was kind of like late in the game. I was really confused in life. I didn't know where I was going. And then that breakup with an ex kind of set me off. And I realized, I mean, I would be scared to go to a grocery store and I would wonder if like the checkout person was judging like what I was buying. Like that That level. Yeah, it was really weird looking back on that. I used to get blush in my face and my chest would break out in like a rash. I would get really nervous. And so I watched The Voice or something and I was like, wow, I miss singing. It's been so long. And like that, the next day I got a vocal coach and started singing and performing again. And you it, business. Yeah, I'm at yeah. business. And then I started writing. And then, I mean, that's kind of how I got to Nashville. But And it kind of started with breakup. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I say this all the time, but I think breakups always end up being such a good opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. But my at least for only women, <laughs> yeah, like for girls only, girls only. Um, no, but I think my like one of my bigger breakups was, honest to God, the best thing that ever happened to me, and it made me obviously not become. Listen, if I was musically talented, everyone would fucking know because I would be like, I'm a country star. Like that is my that is my only option. So unfortunately, I wasn't signing up for vocal lessons, <laughs> even though I, I need them. But it made, it pushed me in the direction of like the life that I'm in now Mm -hmm. because I was so comfortable and Mm -hmm. I, so much of my energy, I'm talking, I would say this relationship specifically like was all about this person and it was all, and that was on me too. I was so focused. I was young. When you're a young woman, it's something I've noticed. Like when I was younger, I look back on my old self and like, I put all of my energy. Yes. Into this relationship with a man. Like I didn't focus on myself at all. And I think I lost a lot of myself. Yeah. That. And that's what I feel like a lot of women can all, we can all relate. We've all been through that. Yes. I mean, that's just, yeah. It was also like hard for me to admit that. I think even just to myself, because I was so like, I started working really young. I've been independent for so long. Like I've always mm-hmm. been like a pretty like strong female. So the fact that like I really lost myself, it wasn't just in this relationship. There was a few other things, but I felt like I wasn't doing things like for me at the end of the day, it was always like someone mm-hmm. else was involved. So a lot of that is like on me, obviously. Mm-hmm. And when we broke up, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And it pushed me. Like I went back and I like reconnected with all of my friends that, I mean, I had moved too. So like I mm-hmm. didn't isolate myself away from friends, but I just moved back. So I reconnected or I made a lot of new friends and then just career wise, it was great. And yeah. I started doing things like just for me because after that breakup I was like I really don't know who I am Mm -hmm. but it wasn't because of the breakup only it was like there were so many aspects of my life that I was changing at once and I got to the point where like for the first time in my life as someone who was like so stubborn like no I know what I want whatever (laughs) I was like who the fuck am I like I was so confused but the breakup really was like the first thing that changed in my life that made me change every other thing that was the best thing that ever happened to me. I think every great journey begins with something horrible happening. That's true. It's all uphill from there. But that's what life is. It's just the hero's journey, figuring it all out. If someone is going through a bad breakup or a bad like situationship or something, what is the path? Yeah, let's get talk? honest. It's mostly just situationships. <laughs> yeah, days. that's true. So I'm like, okay, so someone, so they're hooking up. Okay. okay yeah. And he sucks. Um, <laughs> what is the pep talk that you would give them? Because I was telling you this earlier, your music just makes me like proud to be a woman. Like Thank it you. makes me feel 
so unified with the girls. Empowered. Empowered. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect word for it. Very confident. I listened to mine. I mean, I yes. was listening to Jim Jack or Jose the other day. I, I was, was listening like, to it on the way here. Because like, it was the last guy. I'm like, yep, his name started with a J. Gotta <laughs> listen to my own advice. <laughs> yes. So what is the pep talk that you would give these girls who just really need it? Or the one you would have given yourself a few years ago? Oh, my gosh. Or even now. <laughs> even now? My pep talk now is... If a man wanted to, he would. I mean, it's as simple as that. I Honestly, if anyone wanted to, they would. If someone's not matching your energy, walk away. Take your dignity with you. And trust me, you, you will not regret it. I've never regretted doing that. And say what you feel. And it's okay to feel how you feel. You, you might feel crazy. Hell, I feel crazy all the time. I mean, most of my music, people think I'm crazy, especially for the things I do. But it's... I don't know. I feel like a lot of times men do this and say this and have said to me in the past, like, why are you being so crazy? Or, you know, you haven't known him long enough to feel this way. It's like, no, you're perfectly entitled to your feelings and it's okay. All right. You can feel crazy and you can feel attached to someone, even if you've only known them for a few weeks. I know. And they even say like situationships generally are much harder to get over than actual relationships because you're only thinking about the what if potentials. Yes. But my pep talk is just, you know, you just need to manifest the perfect person and wait for them and let it go. And that's the hardest thing. Letting it go and trusting the universe. Also, they always come back. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter what you do. They will always come back. And Except maybe like cheating on them. I don't know. If that one. Yeah, true. Uh, but typically, hopefully you're in a place where you no longer want them by the time they come back. Oh, like, yeah. That's normally when it happens. Yeah. So don't sit around. Something I w- was going to say, though, is that it's very interesting because I found for myself personally, the relationships that were shorter or situationships that were shorter in my life affected me more emotionally, like were harder for me to get over mm. than guys I dated for like two years. Yeah. Because I think there's... And there's a few reasons to that. When you date someone for two years, you've already dated them. You know it's mm-hmm. not going to work. Yeah. Even though that's painful and you have to say goodbye to someone that you spent so much of your life with or like you're close to, mm-hmm. that sucks. But with someone that you've not been with that long, it feels like you never got the chance to like actually explore it, yes. it and actually know whether or not you would work out. So it feels like a missed opportunity. And then you get in your head and this cycle, it's a negative cycle. I've been through it. I've All I've been in are situationships the last couple of years. Amazon trial periods, I call them. <laughs> And so, yeah, you just get in that negative cycle of just thinking, like, what if? And you got to get out of it and stop thinking, what if, negatively? How about, what if I meet my actual soulmate tomorrow? Yeah. Instead of thinking, like, oh, what if, like, you know, you can't, like you said, you can't wait around for a man. Like, he'll come back eventually. But by the time he does, you're not going to want him. No, he definitely won't. No, never. (laughs) I think what I always think, too, when I'm in experiences like this, granted, I have I have taken myself so far out of the dating scene that I actually like don't even know how to text a guy back. Like I'm to the point where I'm like, I forgot how to date. And I've had multiple like long-term boyfriends. And right now I couldn't even tell you how, I literally couldn't, no idea at all. But I will say with dating, like you don't want to waste your time with the wrong person because you can be meeting the right person. So Mm -hmm. as painful as it is, let's be efficient with our time, ladies. Like time is money, you know? Especially as women, just in general. Like- because of fertility yes, and society. I am so passionate about this. Oh, yeah. No, because of fertility and society, like, we do have a biological clock and we do feel it ticking. I think mine started ticking at, like, 23. And so I, you can yeah. feel it. You just know. Yeah. And so, but that's the thing about a man is he has all the time in the world. 
a woman doesn't. It is so annoying. It makes it me sucks. so angry. It, it sucks so bad, but it's the reality of the situation. Yeah. yeah. You can't really get around that one. No. No, it's really unfortunate. Okay, let's talk about being a female in country music. Mm. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> How are you feeling about that one right now? Annoyed. Yeah. It's frustrating. Like I told you, I had a meeting with a management company and they managed a male artist at the time. And I told them I had a label meeting and they were like, oh, the publishing side? I'm like, no, the actual label side. Thanks. <laughs> Can you explain to listeners the difference between publishing and label so they'll understand? Yeah. The- so a pub deal is basically, you know, you, you're basically just a songwriter and they like pitch your songs. So a lot of record labels have like a pub side and then they have like the actual record label side where, you know, you get a huge budget and you can use it for your music and touring and advertising and radio and all those like fun things. But anyways, in the management meeting, the issue that I have with it is it's just something like I come across a lot in meetings and in general in Nashville is, oh, like what they asked, what they said in the meeting was, oh, just so you know, it's really hard for women in country music to make it. No shit. It's like I've been here for four fucking years. Like, tell me something I don't know. And they were like, wow, your numbers are so amazing. I'm like, it's kind of funny that, you know, you guys don't want to manage me. Yet I'm doing better by myself than your male artist. And would you tell a male that it's hard to make it? No, never. And that's another thing. The issue here is there are 90. So let's say 98 spots for a man. And there's only two for women. So all the guys can be buddy-buddy and they're all bros and they can be friends. But when it comes to like female, it's very hard to be friends with other female artists because it's so like cutthroat. There's only two seats for a woman in a room full of 100 seats. And so that's what, you know, what it feels like. That's another issue is like there's not a lot of camaraderie between women here in the industry. Yeah, that's very. Yeah. It's just automatically like putting women against each other. Yeah. And then also the guys are gross. <laughs> like, yeah. Not all of them, but there are some that are just like, yikes, that only want to work with you for the very wrong reasons. Yep. Yeah. What's really annoying, too, I think about this in the world at large, but specifically when it comes to like famous females in a specific industry. Why are girls always put against each other? It's like, oh, these two artists, like, mm-hmm. do you like them? Do you like her? Do you like her? And it's like, you don't ask a guy. It's like, do you like Luke Combs or Morgan Wan? Like, yeah. you typically like them both. Yeah. But like, do you like Carrie or do you like Casey or Marin? Like, mm-hmm. it's always, you know what I mean? It's weird. They used to pit like Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert yes. against each other all the time. Yes. It's like, you can't compare them. They're completely different people. And like everyone else, all the guys, are, there's 20 guys that are just friends and they're totally fine. That, that and they all look never the same asked. and they all sound the, same, sound the same and they all sing the same music. Yes, exactly. <sighs> it's very frustrating. Yeah, now it is. It really is. <laughs> so do you feel like maybe there's going to be movement or do you, are you just like kind of hopeless right now? Both. It's just frustrating because I have proven myself like time and time again and it still isn't good enough to whoever is running the industry. And but I do think there is a movement. It's just going to take a while. Like, you know, I think they said when was that like mid 2010, somewhere in there, you know, there was a lot more women on country radio and it kind of goes through cycles. So I think we're just in a cycle right now where it's like low tide. There's like no women on the radio, but it's going to change. But the only way it's going to change are, you know, women that are trying different things and not 
and going against the grain. Yeah. Like not doing like I'm not going with the narrative. Like I'm not writing sad love songs about being sad over a guy. Yeah. Because I'm not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's talk a little bit about blowing up on TikTok. So when did you blow up on TikTok? Like how did that come about? It's so crazy because last year I had half written Jim Jack or Jose. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to finish the song with those same writers, but they didn't want to finish the song with me. So I went through a dark time Idiots. last <laughs> I went through a dark time last year and I actually really wanted to quit music. Like I was at my lowest low I've ever been in Nashville. And in the beginning of the year, I was like, you know, I'm gonna try something new. Like maybe I'll try a group. Like maybe that'll work. Didn't work. <laughs> but I decided to finish that song, Jim Jack or Jose, with some songwriters. And I was like, you know, I'll demo it. Like, what the hell? Put it on TikTok and it like blew up instantaneously. So yeah, that blew up and then a label was interested. I have no idea. That that's all weird. But they were like, oh, what other songs do you have? I had nothing written. Nothing that was like up to par with Jim Jack or Jose. So for two weeks in May, I wrote like so many songs and I had a bunch of them demoed and then I put out Bitch and then Bitch went viral. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how that's all happened. Yeah, it's been a very long time coming. <laughs> it's because you're saying what everyone's thinking. Yeah. Or really feels. It's more raw. It's not in this way that like a woman has to put herself in a box. And listen, if you are a woman and you feel that way, the other way, that's fine. That yeah. You are entitled to that. But you are not putting yourself in the box that like society says mm -mm. women have to be in. Nope. And I think most women relate more to that mm -hmm. than they would of like making themselves smaller almost, I think. Yeah. I think it just, my music is very unapologetic. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And I think there's not enough music out there where it's very empowering. A lot of it is more like sad. Like I feel there are so many stages of grief after a breakup of a situationship, whatever, or relationship. And there's not enough music in certain stages, like the anger stage. There's not enough country music like that before he cheats vibe. Yeah. The, you know, back in the day, Miranda Lambert, like kerosene. There's not enough of that right now. And so that's where I'm trying to write stuff like that and relate Which to is, people. The thing that's so weird is that that music did so well, too. Yeah. So why? You know what I mean? It's weird how it's just it just changes. Yeah. It's just how the industry goes. And because of TikTok and social media right now, the country industry has changed so much and it doesn't really stand anywhere. It doesn't know where it stands. Yeah. It's kind of just like in an ocean right now and diluted and confused. If you are listening to this and you like the song Before He Cheats, you will love <laughs> Danny's music. Like it is, it, it's so fucking good. Like it is Sweet. amazing. <laughs> thank you. Well, anyways, thank you for coming on the show. I won't keep thank you here you forever. For had a great morning with you today. Yeah, it was awesome. So good. I enjoyed it. So where can they find you? Y'all can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you are on social media. My handle is Danny Taylor Music, D-A-N-I Taylor Music. And wherever you listen to music, it's just Danny Taylor. Yeah. She's a great TikTok follow, so definitely follow. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys so much. Hope you guys have a fabulous Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you on Thursday. 
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.